0: Well, good morning, Kicksters, and welcome to Thursday's edition of The Morning Kick. And if you like the background, that's because my plans this weekend are actually to get away for a a long weekend. It's been a long time coming. My wife has got an opportunity to take Monday off, and so we have booked some time out. And isn't it good that a lot of us are actually starting to think beyond the boundaries of our home property and think about where we might go? Domestic travel is on the up. We can actually have a look at all the options. We've got the People's Weekend coming up in August. So there you go. It's time to actually start venturing into travel. And as we think about travel, I want to welcome to the show three guys who are two guys that are going to make us into three guys. And this is Jan Charavel and Andrew Hager from Viva Travel. Guys, welcome this morning to The Morning Kick. Thanks for joining me this morning.
1: Morning, Andrew. Thank you very much.
0: Now you guys are in Brisbane and we're going to tell quite a journey. The travel industry has taken quite a hit, obviously, during COVID-19, but you guys have jumped in boots and all and wanted to hear a little bit about your backstory. First of all, tell us, how did the two of you actually meet? What was the the thing that brought you together for this, this business venture?
1: Uh, we met and um, we worked together. So Jan was working uh, for a consulting firm um, that I joined in, I think it was mid 2017 from memory. Um, so we worked together for about 18 months uh, um, and I, I left the company and we we stayed in touch after after that and um, the ideas sort of came about for, from that.
0: And Jan, was there always a, a hankering to get into travel or was it just a, a business venture? What was actually the thing that was magnetising you towards this particular industry?
2: Yeah, um, I started looking at uh, businesses um, early last year. And I had a number of industries I was focusing on. And um, I kept in touch with Andrew over the years. And then uh, probably around a beer, uh, we had a discussion. And he was also interesting in uh, looking at, at businesses. Um, he's got a background uh, in tourism. So for him, it, it made sense to look at tourism businesses. Um, and we came up with a, a few opportunities that we uh, we uncovered together. So um, yeah, we decided to uh, to partner on that special, special occasion
0: absolutely brilliant well one of the things we want to remind people of on the morning kick is that at the moment the queensland government is still offering small businesses grants and it's interesting that the regional side of the grant in this particular round is still open Uh, it's only been subscribed about 40 odd percent so if you're in regional business and maybe it's in regional tourism now's the time to get onto that grant go to excite media's website and when you get there just simply have a look at the green uh, banner that's at the top of the page. And there's a button there and you'll be able to apply for one of those $10,000 grants. But this morning we're here to talk about a little business that's kicking off by the name of Viva Travel. And uh, I wanna talk to you guys about this business because this is something that you are kind of putting all your enthusiasm into and all of your expertise at a time when the whole industry's taken a real hit. So Viva Travel, it's an agency based in Brisbane. Can you tell us about its specialties and where it operates?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's got three sort of core markets um, to Viva Travel. The the strongest element to that, and I guess its core business is um, focusing on destination weddings. Uh, so we are a sort of a, a one stop shop for all events of a destination wedding. So we do the wedding planning, we do all the travel agency services, and the wedding coordination. Um, the, the two other sides are looking at sort of high-end um, luxury travel and bespoke itineraries, um, which is a little bit difficult in the current market when you can't travel overseas. Um, uh, but that, it's really that I want to go to South America for a month or I want to go through Europe for a month, that, that type of market. And the third element, which was Jan and I's sort of growth plan, is looking at uh, corporate travel for, um, particularly for small, medium businesses and focusing on the employee wellness aspect of that. Uh, So looking at how to um, small and medium businesses provide an offering to employees to mix that corporate and, and business, sorry, that corporate and leisure aspect of travel to improve employee wellness.
0: It's a great idea, and I love the fact that you've got that diversification and the destination wedding side of things. Obviously, that would be a real hub and being able to generate business. But at the moment, obviously, not only travel, but weddings have been struggling in terms of all of their organizations and things. So are you still taking inquiries? Are customers still talking to you about plans beyond COVID-19?
1: yeah very much for the wedding side absolutely um so i think yeah we're probably getting about three or four inquiries a week at the moment for for weddings uh the 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 holiday side is a little bit slower at the moment i think people are a little conscious of um committing to a holiday with um, internationally particularly with some of the border restrictions
0: so, Jan, tell me about the whole idea of travel at the moment. Is there a conversation happening with the suppliers? Is there a conversation happening with the aviation industry? How are you guys keeping informed about when doors will start to open up again?
2: Yeah, um, well, when we talk about the future, you know, everyone is uh, betting on on when people can will be able to travel. Um, obviously, what's it, what's happening currently um, in Australia. Um, people are really keen to start travelling within Australia. Um, obviously, people in, in Victoria will have a, a bit more delay in starting travelling. Um, in terms of travelling overseas, this is a, the big question for the travel industry. And um, you, know, you, you, you see in the news, some um, some airlines are starting putting some um, some resources together to think about where to travel next government is also thinking about what other travel bubbles can start opening with other countries. Um, There's a lot of uncertainty and obviously um, it goes from suppliers to to customers to wonder what's going to be next and um, that impacts all the travel agents at the moment because there is a lot lack of certainty and um, and we remain um, there is a lot of uh, resources online um to to be able to look at what are the restrictions with our countries and they change all the time. So um on our website there is a page where you can look at what are the countries restrictions. Um but yeah we uh, we monitor that on a on a day-to-day basis and, and we advise our customers as well.
0: So I understand that there's been lots of talk about countries like um, a bubble between Australia and New Zealand, and that would open up opportunities, maybe out of Brisbane and Sydney, and even heard that out of Asia, there may be countries such as Vietnam that we may be able to create a bubble with. Uh, Is that the kind of thing that you're getting updates on fairly regularly
1: to be able to inform clients? Yeah, we. I mean, we're constantly monitoring the situation through government bodies, through things like IATA, the International Air Traffic Association. Um, it, it's it's changing daily, as I'm sure you're aware. But um, look, we we think the tra- the concept of a travel bubble probably is going to come about. I guess the timing of when and um, which particular country is, is the the one that's probably a little bit unknown and and the thing for us moving forward is it's probably the conditions of travel under that bubble may be different to what we've seen in the past as well so it's really up to us as, as agents to ensure that we're informing our clients of you know if you if there is a bubble that opens up to new zealand or japan or fiji for example um what conditions um do you need to meet to to be able to participate in that bubble and, and I think something moving forward that's something our clients are going to be looking for us to provide that insight to
0: now if you're actually watching this on the replay uh, definitely visit vivatravel.com.au to find out more about Andrew and Jan's business uh, and to book a travel um, package obviously but if you're right now on our Excite Media Facebook page or YouTube channel you can ask any questions you like and we'll forward them on to the guys so we can find out a little bit more but I want to look about the timing of you guys getting into the travel industry. So you were pretty much wrapping this whole business package up and signing the dotted line. This is in kind of November 2019. And this is just when this around December, January is when this whole COVID thing is starting to hit. Did you hear anything or was it really into 2020 before you knew what was going on?
2: Uh, it was, was tr- uh, a bit late. Like,
1: it- there you go. Yeah, yeah it was.
2: Um, yeah. Um, look, obviously, if, you know, with hindsight, uh, <laughs> it was an interesting timing to to get into travel. Um, but um, and even remembering in January, February, even March, um, and I, I was traveling. I came back to, uh, to from Japan. I think early February. At the time, uh, we studied only uh, in Australia, wondering what, what would be the impact of this coronavirus. Um, and nobody could foresee the impact globally, uh, and let, let alone the uh, the impact on the travel industry. Um, I think the, the the key moment was when the airlines stopped flying overseas, and then stopped flying internally. Um, that was obviously the the, the trigger that um, that wasn't the right timing for the travel industry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think but, uh, I probably add yeah, to that. So yeah, say
0: how did you actually kind of um, steel yourself against what you were seeing coming?
1: Uh, it, it's look, it was it was difficult. I mean, uh, to, to sort of add to expand to what Jan was saying, we were sort of sitting here in February um, thinking that you know the South Pacific business was looking good. That's a lot a lot of where our destination weddings were, um, but then that that time when the international borders were shut was probably the the, um, the the turning point for us and so it really makes us sort of reevaluate obviously a business plan um you know we have been planning this for sort of six months um looking at how we're going to grow the business how we're going to expand the corporate side um, so it really was a moment for us both to step back and say okay well what do we need to do moving forward we had to look at our cash flow situation obviously um revise all of our forecasts revise our plans um so it was really just a re-evaluation approach to what we've done. Uh, sorry, to what we had already planned um, to look at. What do we need to do differently? What do we need to stop doing? Um, and um, one of the things for us, and, and hence why we started talking to Excite early on, is we we felt we needed a new brand and a new website. But and that was something key for us that so we couldn't stop. We needed to to push ahead with that. So at the time when people do feel comfortable travelling, we've got we've got a brand that we're we're happy with that represents what we're what the position and then what the, the value proposition of our business is moving forward.
0: And I guess there was probably a bit of uncertainty in certain parts of the market, but there are people who are saying I'm never going to cruise again, and there are people that are saying I'm cruising as soon as the doors open. So you'd be getting both kind of conversations happening with the public, wouldn't you? There'd be people that are saying. How do I cancel and how do I get my credit refund? And those that are saying, guys, when can I take a travel somewhere? I just can't stay at home. How are you handling the conversation with the public?
1: yeah look it's a, it's an interesting one and young can expand further i think that um it's looking at okay what what where was our client or going or potentially wanting to go to what what position they're in personally like everyone's impacted by COVID, not just the travel industry obviously so there are some people that have had to um you know have lost their jobs um it's very difficult for them so it's looking at um, what what is right for our client moving forward um can we provide a refund if if you know if we can get the money back from a supplier absolutely we'll provide that refund if not will they hold in credit um, and we'll use that as a you know towards their next holiday even if, if they're not going to get married anymore we'll, we'll use it to a honeymoon or or, um, or a holiday moving forward even if it's domestically
0: yeah any th- further thoughts on how the public are responding to travel
1: yeah uh,
2: we, we see a bit two trends where um some people who are keen travellers have been stuck at home for the last, you know, four six months, uh, for not travelling, and they're really keen to travel. Uh, and we can see that uh, already now, where as soon as the Queensland border of opening, um, we're starting having requests for how to you know, from Sydney and Melbourne. But obviously, Melbourne can't travel there, um, where and th- there are. All- uh, another group of people who have been impacted severely by, by by this period and have probably lost a lot of revenue and have been strained in terms of uh, planning for travel. So um, I think all in all, it will be very similar to the, to the market that we had before COVID. I think the, the, the market may be a bit different, but um, um, yeah, some people will still be keen to travel.
0: Uh, Talking about the the blunt stuff that we know about, the travel industry for years has very much been about cash flow and getting as many people through the door as possible. And we've seen over the last 12 months there's been um, escape travel that had trouble last year. This year we're talking about flight centres having to close some retail stores. Um, Obviously it affects even the, um, the aviation industry such as Virgin Australia having to secure new buyers and things. How do you guys see Viva Travel going through this? Is there a period of time that you can survive, but you've kind of got to draw a line in the sand? How does it affect more of a local business involved in the travel industry?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, um, and one of the things that we had to do um, pretty early on is just completely revise our cash forecast um, to, to the point where we had to strip out any forecast of revenue. So the way we recognise revenue in the business is you, you um, effectively claim a commission on, on the trip, but it's at the point of travel. So when people can't travel anymore, there's no commission to claim, and therefore your your cash flow forecast moving forward is effectively zero. Um, so we had to look and say, okay, what 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 is our cost base? strip it right back um, and say well, what are the things that are discretionary that we really don't need to spend right now um, we're lucky in the fact that we're an online based business so we don't have overheads like rent and electricity and things like that so, so that helped um, but we really and Jan and I actually now have a, um, a, a weekly cash flow forecast that goes out until like I believe it's the end of June at the moment um, to look at exactly what our expenses are and then, as we start to get people um, traveling domestically, um, recognizing okay, we might get some commission at, at, through through trips. So, looking at how does that improve our cash flow, and we look at things like um, you know JobKeeper subsidy. Obviously, we we the small business grant you talked about earlier. We were really lucky enough to be one of the uh, the first um, businesses in Queensland to get that first friend of small business grant that we use towards the website. So, so anything like that obviously helps moving forward as well.
0: That's brilliant. And Jan, when I went to your website, I see that the escape section of your website has got a focus on going to Australian destinations. So a good opportunity for people to be able to look locally. And although you've kind of been tantalisingly um, sold to that you should go overseas to have a holiday, there's lots of amazing locations here at home.
2: Yeah, and I think the the focus, you know, the the hashtag stay uh, in Australia uh, is quite strong, um, especially after. The, between the bushfires and COVID, Australians are really keen to travel and stay local uh, to rebuild some of those communities. Uh, obviously, with the the international borders closed, um, there will be a lot more uh, focus on the domestic market. Um, what we're trying to do is uh, trying to differentiate from, from other um, websites providing uh, destination locally, which is trying to look at what our customers are telling us about where they want to go and, and trying to build an experience that is slightly different. So incorporating some of the, the door-to-door that um, that we, we we thought about where we provide the ability of the customer to be taken care of from their front door, so when they leave to when they return, not having to worry about um, booking some taxi and, and making sure there is some um, babysit for, for the family. Uh, so it's all taken care of, um, plus, um, we, we know that our customers like to have experiences and activities when they travel. Um, so we package um, things around the experience more than as well as the destination. Um, so that's our way to differentiate our things.
0: And if you'd like to know more about that offer that Jan's just talking about, go to the Viva Travel Facebook page, which is simply Facebook.com travel with viva. I'll just pop it up there so you can see. And there's a post that's talking about this new extensive private car door to door service. Andrew, can you tell us a little bit about the initiative and what I actually get? How does it work with my package?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the idea um, came about, uh, it was Jan's idea actually about a month ago where we were looking at what are what are some of the frustrations when when people are travelling? And, and it's uh, one of the key ones, particularly for, um, you know, if it's a business travel or even a family, it's, you know, getting a taxi to arrive on time if you're going to the airport or coming home and you've had a long flight and then jumping in the car to come home. And it, it really takes away from the travel experience. So we, we turned that into an opportunity to say, how do you add to that travel experience? So we actually came up with the concept of this door-to-door private sort of VIP service where you will be met at the front door, um, you know, taken in a private car to the airport, have your luggage handled for you. So it really is to try and remove one of the the less fun parts of the travel experience really to try and um, turn that challenge into an opportunity for customers. So it really adds to the experience.
0: And there you go. If you go to the vivatravel.com.au website under the blog, you'll find out more details and be able to touch base with the guys to find out more. As you guys are looking at the future, you've obviously got a staff, um, you're working with your suppliers and things. Uh, What kind of other activities are you doing beyond websites and things to actually get the word out? I remember when we first started the conversation, when you guys were just getting the business underway, you were talking to supply partners overseas and things. Is it a case of Doing the old door knocking, talking to corporates about the corporate travel. Um, what's happening within the wedding industry, for instance? Are they still talking and having expos? Could you give us a bit of an insight into what other business development a travel agency might be doing at this time?
1: i this one to Andrew. Okay. So you me, okay. Um, yeah look we're, we're doing a range of things obviously um so obviously the, the key thing for us was getting our website and our brand out there we we really wanted something that we uh, felt comfortable that articulated the value proposition which i sort of spoke about earlier but there are a range of things happening across those various markets obviously the international one um, particularly in the bespoke itinerary is is on a bit of a hold at the moment but if we look at um the weddings business and we look at corporate and even domestically, we're doing a range of things. So the weddings business is still, as I said earlier, it's still um, doing reasonably well inquiry wise. So we are getting a lot of inquiries where we're branching out our market there through um, social is a really big channel in the wedding space. Um, so we do a lot on social media through bridal groups. Um, traditionally, we've done bridal shows and they're, they're sort of put on hold at the moment. Um, we, we engage directly with suppliers and we negotiate with suppliers and get referrals from them as well. Um, The corporate side is a a key growth market for us from a business development point of view. So Jan and I have got a a strategy that we're looking at for the business, uh, sorry, for the corporate side, that includes some technology-driven solutions to help with the booking process in particular. Um, And then beyond that, we're also working with a couple of um, tech startups uh, to look at how do we develop technology to really help the experiential side of travel. Um, So looking at how do we have a um, like a travel preference uh, type solution where you can enter your preferences and this is beyond corporate, this sort of goes to destination focus, but... Um, What are your travel preferences in terms of, you know, is safety important to you? Uh, You know, what do you like from a weather point of view? Do you like sandy beaches? That sort of thing. And then it can actually prompt you and go, look, these are some of the destinations uh, that meet your preferences. And here are some of the deals or packages that we have. Um, And then the other side is having an app that's really focused on consumer engagement uh so it's an app where you'll have um a lot of travel apps have your standard sort of itinerary on there um but then uh, this is a, a group focused app so particularly for weddings all of your wedding guests can um, be added to this particular app you can talk to each other before travel you can share photos while you're there um, you can look up local activities uh, so it's really to again we're, we're trying to really improve um, the experiential side of travel. So it's not just about the booking process. It's not just about the holiday itself. We actually want from the moment you contact us through the moment you return, that whole focus on how do we improve the customer experience when, you, when you're when you booking a holiday. We want the holiday to really, the excitement to start from when you first contact us. And it could be a wedding, it could be travel, it could even be corporate. But from the first moment you contact us to, to really when you return, that's, that's really what we're trying to drive the focus on.
0: Well, I think one of the things that a lot of businesses realize um, and travel's no exception is that people do think ahead. And sometimes there's a buying cycle between when I think of the idea and when I act on the idea. And the funny thing is, travel's something that we've all been planning towards for years. Uh, we're thinking about the cruise for the 60th birthday next year. We're talking about the trip to the islands because we've got some kind of celebration that we want to do. So I guess now is actually the time to be talking to a travel agent, isn't it? You're actually planning for the end of the year or beginning of next year. You can still start those conversations and start living the dream, even if it's a little bit virtual for the time being. Jan, have you talked to anybody recently that's got that attitude and is planning ahead?
2: um yes we we, we, as um andrew mentioned for the for the wedding side we we have requests until 2023 um from from a from a cruise and and trip um i think people are still a bit wondering when international travel are opening we do have conversation and and everything we do is trying to inspire our customers on where they could go next uh, and how they could get, get there um, and, and you're right. People are always wondering where 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 is the next struggle, right? Um, regardless of where they they are now, um, they I think it's part of our role is also to to provide uh, co- ongoing communication with those customers to make sure that they're aware where they could go and what are the opportunities they can face.
0: Well, I'm sure during this whole COVID-19, there's going to be plenty of itchy feet out there. And it may not be just because we've had sand between our toes. Uh, Maybe there (laughs) there is actually the idea that we can actually start planning that that dream itinerary. Whether it's a bucket list item, whether it's something just to celebrate the end of COVID-19, I'd encourage you to reach out to Viva Travel. Have a talk to Andrew, to Yarn, to their team. Find out more about what travel opportunities that you have. Even if you're not certain about when the aviation side of things is going to open up, you can actually start planning what you're going to do Uh, they can put you in touch with all the different tourism opportunities the accommodation opportunities and actually show you what the possibilities may be so guys thanks very much for joining us on the morning kick giving us a bit of an insight into your journey I think it's incredibly courageous what you're doing and you you just wouldn't have seen this coming but you have still kind of kept yourself focused on delivering a great customer experience I'm loving hearing about the technology and we want to wish you well from all the team here at Excite Media Uh, You're doing an amazing job. Thanks very much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Well, what a great couple of guys and uh, just have to admire what they're doing. And I do encourage you to go and visit vivatravel.com.au. Make them your point of focus to get your itchy feet looking at the road ahead and what you might be able to do with your travel experience. Now, just keep in mind the grant for the um, situation with the Queensland government is still open. In Southeast Queensland, but more particularly in regional Queensland. So if you get an opportunity, go to our website at excitemedia.com.au, click on the button on the green ribbon, and you'll be able to find out more. And I look forward to seeing you next week on Morning Kick on Tuesday.